for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years. That gives me quite much thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, Come check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, and X. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures. We watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, scroll the comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popcultures as well as our merchandise store, popcorns.com says shop, where you can buy shirts and other sorted shit with our logos on it. It's been another week of Mustache Max, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I am hating it further than I did the, the previous weeks. For those who don't know, doing the Movember for the, uh, doing the Mo for the Movembers, uh, and I hate it. It is really annoying, and I want it gone, and I cannot wait till the 30th of November, because like, the second my day's done, just shave it off and pencil it back on. No one will know. Yeah, it's true. But like, it's, I think I said this last week, like it's depressing because this is the best mustache I've ever done. And this is it. And it's annoying me. And like the three donations that I've received, thank you to all three of those individuals, much love, um, is not enough to keep this fucking trash mustache. This trash stash. <laughs> this trash stash. It's 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 bumming me out. But yeah, look, a little bit fucking tired today. I just I just came back from working on a wrestling show, as as I do normally. We uh we sw- we tried to switch things around yesterday to record the day before. Max had uh, baby problems, baby challenges. Oh mate, don't even get me started. Uh, fucking yeah, fucking children. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, how how was your week? You know, as we start, as you start every show, how you, how's your week been? Well, we had a COVID scare. Oh, that's not good. Apparently, Hadley's kinder has been riddled with COVID cases this Brad. week, and they didn't tell us until Friday morning. Yeah. So, Brad. Uh, but other than that, it was a pretty chill week. Yeah. Hadley, no one has COVID. Oh, that's good. Because I, ro- I rocked up to your house. Assuming, assuming the rat tests aren't ball bags. Oh. Well... I could do some time off, so I'll take some COVID. Um, yeah, that's cool. Well, because yeah, I said I was just I was around your house this week, so I hope you didn't have fucking COVID. Mind you, I was only in your house for like forty five seconds, but I don't know <laughs> that COVID's pretty. Uh, it's pretty vicious when it wants to. Yeah, it is. No, but I was over at your place to pick up uh, a disc of uh, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers <laughs> Extended Edition. So, in true like i'm a child because under most circumstances i am kind of a child you were like oh hey you know how you have uh my copy of lord of the rings that you borrowed when you bought your tv like 12 weeks ago um 
Or tw- yeah, about 12 weeks, 12 months ago, whenever the fuck it was. About the time it takes to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and you're like, uh, you've had it for ages. Can I have it back? I went, oh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. And then because you want it back, I went, let's probably watch it now, eh? So I did, and it was awesome, and it was totally the right decision. And until I went, oh, man, how good's Punch with the Ring? Let's go to Two Towers. And you're like, too fucking bad. I have disc one. Eat butt. <laughs> so I had to trade you your Harry Potter box set for your disc one of Two Towers just so yeah. that I could borrow it longer and uh, just inconvenience you more, I guess. That's all right. It is very, very good, though. Like It's one of those things. Like, it's been a while since I've watched it, and watching it with the beautiful new telly, Oh, they're not so new telly now, but the Atmos, oh, having like the overhead speakers, like the opening battle, like, you know, with Elrond and whatever, whatever, and the Huzma and the Sauron, whatever, like just arrows, like, like you hear them like launching over your head, like the, the Nazgul, like their screech just surrounds you, it swarms you, like, hashtag not sponsored by Atmos, but God damn, I'm open to it because holy, holy shit. Like, there are, like, streaming, like, some streaming services offer Atmos support, and that's rad, but not all of them, like, it's not as good, because, like, when it's on the disc, it's, like, uncompressed entirely. Mm. There's nothing else like it. It's so good. Excuse me. So, so good. Absolutely amazing. Good old Lord of the Rings. Although there are some things that do not benefit from 4K, you go, ooh, you're an old piece of, uh, piece of CGI. (laughs) <laughs> and then sometimes you're like that looks absolutely incredible like how is that not everything that's amazing yeah but uh but yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that my week's pretty chill I, I did spend uh most of this week in Newcastle for work so I, I went up there obviously for, for work and I and I, I had some intention Max and you know the intention I had I we acquired Alan Wake 2 and I was like, I'm going to play this when I'm in Sydney or in Newcastle. I'll play it in the hotel. It'll be awesome because I'll be able to sit down and focus on it and give it a go. Didn't do that because the TV in the hotel was asshole. And I was like, well, this game kind of, I think it would benefit, especially with the use of all the lighting and the, you know, the darkness. I'm like, well, I want it to be on a good tally. So I didn't touch it. I ended up playing House Flipper most of the time. But since coming back... I have played more Alan Wake. So let's go to the section we call Informing Players. Uh, no, wait. It's actually we call what we've been playing because I haven't really thought of a new one, that one yet. Uh, Alan Wake 2. Now, Max, you touched upon it a couple of weeks ago. Didn't dip your toes in too hard. You've jumped in it again this week. Didn't dip your toes yeah. in further. <laughs> yeah, still haven't dipped my toes in much. Um, I've literally just played the opening, uh, the opening prologue section where you run around as naked man. Oh, man. Um, look. I really appreciate them. I really appreciate Remedy using my body double, uh, but permission would have been lovely because I felt so attacked. It's a dude and and a check. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a check would also have been nice because like they nailed it down to like little tum tum and no ass and a small weenie and like that's all. (laughs) That's me. Three tick tick tick. Um, No, so no check is is. I, I I would take cash if that's needed. Remedy cash is also good. But, uh, yeah, so you've only just done the, the prologue section. Yeah. There's not a lot you talk about, but... Not at all. What is, what is your in, in, initial impressions of that, just that opening section alone? Oh, jeez. Um, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. 
It really does. Um, I mean, granted, you are essentially stumbling through what is a dark forest. So there's not too much um, bright light going on, but yeah, going through it looks fantastic. Character models look great. Environment looked great so far. A few jump scares, which was nice. Much appreciated. I was playing, you know, all the lights off, headphones on, you know, getting getting involved, and then I got distracted by other things. It's a so vicious cycle. So I've done the first chapter, and I'm a, mm. uh, I couldn't tell you how how long I'm into the second one, but I've been playing for a little while. But the little while for me is because one of the things this this one does compared to say uh, Alamake One, where it kind of encourages you to explore all the little nooks and crannies. So a couple of different things here. So this is set uh, literally 13 years. So Alamake One was set in 2010. This is set in 2023. Uh, you play at you know, as uh, Saga Anderson, and you do also switch between her and Alan Wake later on. But uh, so she's the the other lead character you play, she's an FBI agent working alongside uh, the uh, played by the guy who owns this, who's the creative director, whose name escapes me right now. I had it on the tip of my tongue and it's gone. Sam Lake. Uh, he plays the was it Casey Allen? No. Casey, something, something Casey, uh, like the the an FBI, a fellow FBI agent who is also named after the characters that appear in Alan Wake's book. So it's just pure coincidence, as always. That's what you're led to believe at the beginning. Um, and you are sent to Cauldron Lake, uh, the location of the first game, to look into these mysterious murders, very cult-like murders, uh, and sort of chaos ensues. So, to what you're saying, Max, like in the in the op- in the opening chapter, you you experience it as as naked man, and then it expands into yeah, it kind of gives you a feel for what for what what is to come. Yeah. So as it of does, yet, it does set the tone pretty well. Yeah. So as of yet, in terms of actually of those tone, it's really going down that like creepy RE two sort of vibe, like versions were remake. Uh, in that there's not a lot of combat yet. It's a lot of like kind of little puzzles. It's a lot of environmental storytelling and a lot of you just getting to grips with stuff. And I'm really enjoying it for that reason. So it's making me search every every little area to try to find clues. Because one of the big things that this character has, which is Sagar Anderson, she has her own version of the Mind Palace. For those of you may remember from Sherlock, uh, Sherlock Holmes, you know, he has the Mind Palace, right? It's where he gets into his brain, into his thoughts, into his imagination to use it to solve crimes by looking like literally creating a physical room in his head where you can go and plan all the clues on a wall etc so you do that in this game and it's that's really kind of fun i i dig that idea a lot because it allows you to sort of do your pepe sylvia's red cotton strings on a wall which is always fun uh but it also nicely lines up because you know you're an fbi agent you get into all these cool investigations and it kind of t- turns it on its head. It's not as action-heavy. Oh, please me. Oh, I was so sorry for the yawns. I said it's been a very, very long day. Um, so it's kind of fun to have it do that, which kind of makes you look more into the storytelling. And it really kind of turns into... I, I The way I see it, I see it is they've kind of demonstrating all the learnings that they've done from Alan Wake, uh, from Control, especially from Quantum Break, 
So there's a lot more mix between uh, live action and uh, in-game play footage. So there's a lot of, very similar to what we saw in Control, or even most especially in Quantum Break. Um, so there are moments, you know, where a, a game character's, you know, thinking, and then behind them is, uh, like, live action video, FMV, full motion video even. Um, and, like, you can find TVs, and there's little ads in there. So think kind of like what he experienced in Control, it's probably the most recent example, and crank it up a bit. Speaking of Control, uh, you know, with the DLC for Control being the AWE, the Alan Wake experience, uh, there is a good amount of Control references as well. Like, very quickly, you find signs around Cauldron Lake saying, you know, this is all fenced off as as per the, the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, which is cool. Uh, yeah, a couple of references here and there, which is lovely. Uh, but look, I'm really, really digging it because what I loved about Control was it was very X-Files, it was very Twin Peaks, which is most certainly what Alan Wake was. It's even, because the Alan Wake was very Twilight Zone, it is mixed with Twin Peaks. Where this one is interesting, it's, it's like they've taken Twin Peaks, X-Files, with a little bit of uh, Twilight Zone, but they've also thrown in some of the iconography from True Detective. So, did you watch True Detective? Oh man, holy shit! What a fucking incredible you're series! Throwing a lot of you're throwing out a lot of shows that I haven't watched. Oh well, True Detective was a HBO series starring Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Um, was about these two sort of FBI agents solving these very cult-inspired murders. It's set in the Midwest of America, so it's a lot of woodland, a lot of deer iconography. Uh, very, very incredible fucking show. Super batshit weird, but also incredible. So there's a, I, I'm taking a lot of inspiration from True Detective, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, and it's still very, very early days, but like I love it. I think the game, the only like the game looks great. I have had some interesting, I guess, light issues. There are some times where you'll be walking around, and I don't know whether it's a ray tracing issue, or whatever, and it almost looks like you get kind of covered in little sparkles, like a little shimmer for a little while. It's like the little sparkles. <gasps> The vampire. I did think it was some Twilight reference. I'm like, no, nah, it wouldn't make sense. So it's just clearly some lighting glitch. Um, but that's okay. It happens. It's happened a couple of times, but... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, but, yeah, like, it's running fine everywhere else. I'm running on... So it's quality and performance. I was finding that the, 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 the visual discrepancy between the quality and the f- performance was... A little too much for me. Mm-hmm. So it had motion blur as well. I had to turn that off because it was almost like leaving this interesting streak as they moved, which made me just want to vomit, so I turned that off. Um, but yeah, it looks good. Sounds great. The character model... Like, there are moments where the character models are just absolutely incredible. Incredible. Um, and I cannot wait to see uh, the rest of the game. I have more thoughts coming, of course. Uh, outside of that... Uh, I have been playing a new farming game, Max. <gasps> Shock horror. Uh, it's called Coral Island. So this game I backed on Kickstarter uh, what feels like years ago. And I forgot about it. And then occasionally I get updates. So, oh, yeah, cool. So it kind of hits all the regular beats of your farming game. In that, hey, you go to this island or this old town. You get a shitty old farm. 
Oh, big companies coming in. Very Stardew influence. You're like, oh, this big company's gonna they're gonna wreck the island and you've got to fight them with your farm. The art style is lovely. I really dig it. It's kind of the character models are very anime y but also very Disney Pixar designed. Okay. I mean anime in terms of like, you know, big eyes, but that's also a very big Pixar thing as well. Um there's like a character who literally looks like the African American gentleman from the from the one with the came out a couple of years ago. Got this guitar in there. It's not called Sing. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've seen the last couple of Pixar movies, my man. But he looks like that guy. You talking about Loco? No, because that was a, that was a that was a, a Spanish man. Oh, what the fuck is that? Now I need to look. All right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So there's that. Like it's it's cool. Um, the farm is huge, which is awesome. So you can real oh. soul. That's the one. Thank soul. you, soul. Yeah, was soul. The second you said that, I was like, ah, yes, that one. Um, and, uh, I meant Coco, not Logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that's what I thought you meant. So I meant I thought you meant Coco, but yeah, I uh, did mean Coco. Yes, that was all right. Like I said, the big farm is cool, so it kind of gives you a bit more options to have a bunch of fun. The town's interesting. It's massive, though. So, like, run, getting from one place to another does take a while. Like, you do have, like, a sprint, but yeah, there's a dash as well that gives you a little bit of a... But, like, it's 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 just too big. Just too, too big. But I imagine, like, over time, once you get to know the map better and you sort of set off with a mission, like, you know exactly where you want to go, how you're going to get there, etc. So you're not really too worried about the distances. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's 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 more farming. It does hit a lot of the standard beats. Like if you know and love the farming genre, you go, oh yeah, okay, oh it's hitting that one. Oh okay, it's doing that. Oh yeah, excellent, fantastic. Um, so that's very interesting. How about yourself, Max. Uh, I assume you've been playing a lot more Diablo Four. Yeah, so I think my Diablo 4 is going to slow down now. I have now completed the end game and can solo all the bosses. Nice. Um, my build is pretty much complete. I'm sitting at level 98 of 100. Um, I know they are dropping new content oh, mid-December. They've, they've got like the true... Um, they're dropping more end game content, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, uh, things may slow down now. I'm kind of just trying to chip away at the last few unique items that I haven't got. Yep. But they literally have like a 2% drop chance. So, um, yeah, now's the time I'm going to, you know, start chipping away at some of the backlog. I have been playing more Call of Duty Zombies. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still great. I'm still, still really still enjoying broken. my time with it. No, so with the latest patch, they did fix it. You can no longer uh, duplicate guns and turrets. Oh. Uh, they've also lowered the amount of zombies that spawn in on Xbox, so which is Max kind of a bummer. So explaining me, explaining to me this little glitch in the game. So the so because it's set very similar to DMZ, but with zombies. So you can essentially call in an Xfil, which then just gets zombies to swarm. But yeah. you can duplicate a turret. So you can stand in the middle, just circle yourself in turrets call the exfil waves bruh, guns them all down and you would get xp, you get XP for whichever like gun a crazy you next thing you know you've prestiged oh and then you and then you can choose the exfil ah, or you can just cancel the exfil and then do it again 
right now they've they've uh, if you miss an if you call an exfil and, and don't exfil, and there's a two minute cooldown timer on it. You can't call in another one for another two minutes. What was it before? Um, instant. Oh wow, yeah, okay, that's a big change. Um, and you also, um, it's gone from hundreds of zombies to tens of zombies. Oh, wow. <laughs> hundreds so of zombies. A... That would have been horrifying. Yeah. So I think their reasoning behind it was everyone was doing this glitch at once and there was i think three to four exfils oh, on so a map really choking out so apparently it started really choking out the <laughs> the online play because if Beautiful. everyone was doing this on all their exfils thousands of things would spawn in at once and chug the servers real hard wow wow um, so apparently it's a for stability reasons, not for not for hack reasons, yeah. Not not for you know gaming the system. Well, whatever reason they need, I guess. Uh, has there been anything, has been anything else you've checked out this week? Not really, yeah, I've just been playing zombies, Diablo, and Rocket League. Nice. Uh, so for those of you that listened to last week's episode, you may realize I I started talking about a game I couldn't. Uh, and then I had to cut it out from the from the final version because I'm a dingus. That game's Kamazoo. So Kamazoo is a cool little game from Devolver. Haven't spent a lot of time, a lot of, a lot more time with it since last week. Um, I touched upon some beats about it, so it's very cool, very supportive co-op. Uh, I would like to have spend a bit more time with it to play. It's got some cool multiplayer options. Uh, Max, we'll both you and I will both receive will lovely, re- lovely kindly receive uh, codes from. Play some co-op and check it out. Team over, so we'll, yeah, so have to play some co-op action because uh, it is built around uh, co-op with the idea of the game smartly understanding the character types that you've picked, and then it will procedurally generate levels based on what you've worked what you've selected and it causes you to sort of be really really good team dynamic which is fun i like that a lot uh other than that uh more house slipper as i mentioned played a lot of that while i was away uh just took big dents out of the luxury which is their big high-end uh houses Mm -hmm. uh and the pets one haven't bought the farm one yet because we're still uh, not on sale and I'm not paying 30 bucks for DLC for House Flipper. Even though I'm spending enough time with it at the moment, I probably would like pay it and enjoy it. Mm. So I don't know why I'm being hesitant. But I did. Do- I have dove back into Remnant 2 also because oh, yeah? the first the first bit of DLC, the the Awakened King has launched. It launched Ooh. about a, a week ago now. Yeah. Um, that go, that go so down. that's a um, it's essentially a like a one shot campaign thing so you re-roll your adventure mode and you just pick that um so i've i've literally played maybe 20 minutes of it i i only just booted it up today um i know that they've added so there's a ton of new bosses new areas to explore new items new traits all that fun stuff um and they've yeah new classes as well so i haven't unlocked the new class yet um but yeah it's it seems to be more of the same mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, it's good fun. I really enjoyed my time with the base game of Remnant 2. Uh, so more content is always good. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And because I bought the digital deluxe edition, I get it came with the um, season pass, so I'll get all the DLCs when they release, as they release. Beautiful. Which is cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's done. Well, let's get to the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Well, keeping with the theme of games, here are your extra and premium. <laughs> Entire titles. shows about games, Max. Uh, yeah, 
Well, here are your extra premium games that are coming out uh, on the 21st of this month, so two more days at the time of recording. Uh, Teardown, PS5, PS4, which actually is available now. Yeah, came it's out available two now, yeah. Came out two days ago. I Dragon... literally downloaded... I just pinged it to download on my phone. Because like this uh, this feels like a very much... Because it's kind of Minecrafty, but with guns and cars and explosions. Yeah. So my son will fucking love it. Absolutely love it. Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen. Now, which one's this? I seem to get Dragon's Dogma and like Slay the Spire and one other game all okay, mixed up. Okay, Dra- Dragon's Dogma is like... Is it the um, 2D Soulsborne? No, no, no. Dragon's Dogma is High Fantasy Monster Hunter. Then what the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. Salt and Sacrifice sure because that's so close to dragons yeah in my head they're all the same all right uh so dragons like with dark arisen i think this is the version with all the dlc makes sense i'm super keen because uh like dragon Dog Dog 2 is on dragon and dragon dogs 2 is on the horizon yeah march uh, yeah power room has it march so we also have mobile suit gundam extreme versus maxi boost on ps maxi boost maxi boost. say no it's serious uh, Dead Island Riptide, the definitive edition, PS4. Well, I think Super- Dead Island 1 was a freebie semi-recently. So mm-hmm. if you want to play all the Techland Zambies, go ahead. Dead, Dead Island 2 is awesome. Super Liminal, PS5, PS4. Awesome game. So it's very, like, the, it's a real perspective-based. Yeah, it's that um, yeah. Yeah, perspective. There was a, a game that came out on PSVR recently that was similar but this is not VR, but it looks awesome. Mm. I think I have it on PC. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, Uden Chronicle Rising, PS5, PS4. Weeb. Nobunaga's Ambition, Taishi, PS4. Weeb? And River City Malay Mark II. What is that River Maybe. City? As in like River City... R- River City Malay, yeah, I guess. All right. Well, look, there. It's not an awesome list, but it's fine. And then for your premium deluxe oh, tiers, we have shit house. <laughs> Grandia PS5, PS4, Jet Moto PS5, PS4. Probably Jet Moto's sick though. So up PS5, PS4. Why is that up? As in up the the Pixar movie? I up? don't. I don't think so. No. Okay, it's good because that'd be not a very good game. Very sad. Klonoa Fantasy. Um... Reverie. Reverie series, PS5, PS4, and Parappa the Rapper 2. Look, I, I think Parappa the Rapper is like understandably more of an iconic game to be there on your premium and your deluxe. And like, I've heard good things about like some of those, like Klonoa is another one that rings a bell, but like once Grandy again, is pretty big. Yeah, the Grandy flying is big. fuckhole is, is, uh, is the PS Plus, might I add, just all the time. Yeah. I have no idea. Mute digging the mustache. Thanks, Mute. Uh, so here on the Twitch chat, I fucking hate the mustache. As I said at the start of the show, I hate it. I think it's disgusting. Um, and y'all should donate. Movember. Uh, I think my profile is just betting. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'm the whole reason I'm doing it because I wouldn't like. I look like I would do uncomfortable things to like small animals with this mustache, and I hate it. I, I should have grown out this part. I could have got like a little bit of a gross little goatee as well. I could look like a really shitty magician. There's still time. All right, let's go to the next bit of news. Max, you've called this not for profit? Question mark. Not for profit. 
Speaking of Japanese outlet AV Watch, thanks to PlayStation Lifestyle, Senior Vice President of the Platform Experience, Hideki Nishino, commented on the portal, the PlayStation portal's use case and what the company hopes to achieve with the product. Quote, rather than profitability, we want to increase the amount of time we can play with PS5. If you can play anywhere, I think some people will definitely spend more time playing games. Now, so the reviews have come out for the PlayStation portal. We, I don't think they came out after we last spoke. Uh, I'm oddly more interested than I was before. I did shoot an email to PlayStation Australia because they, they did announce that it's coming to Australia in February, which we speculated on last week. Um, I want it because trying to... Having to cart my PS5 of me when I go interstate for work is the worst. But we tried to play some online WWE while I was away and the lag was horrible. So, uh, I love the idea. I want to test it out. Pardon me, I am going to Perth next year for the wrestling. Like a take but hotel, but hotel, hotel Wi-Fi is hot trash. Yeah, that's that's the catch. The catch is hotel Wi-Fi, which is interesting because it may be in the game. Because like I did, I did the speed test, and it was like forty meg, forty megabits per second, which is pretty exceptional for internet, like especially hotel internet. But you know, the upload may not have been that that nice, so it's disappointing. Still, can't did you think you like? try just using like your phone's 5g no because i uh i had already sort of maxed out my phone in my phone internets and as i haven't spoken to optus yet and got my 200 gigabytes because they failed to be a functioning service for a day um i wasn't i didn't want to like dive into it two huh up to up to 200 god <laughs> you, you may not get 200 also apparently if you you're, if you're on specific plans you're entitled to nothing Right. Like if you're if you're with Optus through like a reseller, no, nah, with Optus through an ABN, so um, I'm technically in a business account. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, still can. I know it's not your <laughs> like for you. It's not a use case at all. Like it's just yeah. I very rarely use remote play as it is. I definitely wouldn't want to spend three hundred and fifty dollars on a device that only allows me to remote yeah. play. Um, but yeah, look, so for me, it's more of a, hence why I reached out to PlayStation Australia and I was like, hey, is there a rental? Can we borrow it? Can we fuck with it for a little while and then send it back? Um, we just want to, st- we want to test it out. Hey, we have a captive audience here, PlayStation show. Like we tick a lot of the boxes. Let me mess with it, please. But yeah, would you take it to work? No. Uh, uh mute in the chat does ask is the portal still in stock or sold out my understanding is that it's actually sold out everywhere it's sold out everywhere in the u.s like it's it's very very popular it hasn't released until february the uk you can't even order it you can't even order it through the playstation like playstation store in uk or us now is this a they made less than they expected or they've made they initially went with limited numbers with the intention of selling it out to know so it's a very niche use case. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because what there was an article that came out this week. They mentioned that they're they're not making a profit on it, like by design. And then I like your argument of would make it fucking cheaper. But like, it is one of those things where like ten dollars. Well, like, I don't understand. I don't understand how they can not make a profit on it at three hundred and forty dollars Australian. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, what, but once again, it could just be a scaling issue because they're not making as many as they would say a PS5. Like the cost per unit is therefore more potentially. Mm. Uh, Mute says, so my mind is telling me if it's sold out, it is good. See, but that's the other thing. We have to remember like Nintendo with the Wii, which turned out to be pretty popular anyway, they intentionally restricted units with the idea of to create that artificial scarcity. So everyone, so the idea is that everyone would just go and buy a Wii the I mean, second the other, that they saw it. I mean, the other thing is it doesn't have fucking Bluetooth. Like you, you can't blink a Bluetooth headset. Yeah, to it. go you and have you, to use the new Fancy Pants one. Yeah, um, or, or obviously aux cable. There's, you know, it seems to have pretty decent battery life from all the reviews that are out there. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's just one of those things. Yeah. If you have a use case, if you have a use case for it, sure. I mean, it is definitely cool tech, but yeah, like we've just we've discussed it before here. Like, uh, uh, PlayStation have really set themselves to be the boutique sort of mm. brand within the gaming con- with the gaming space. Like, very Apple in a lot of ways. In that, like, oh hey, we've gotten this high expensive luxury shit that like some people will buy and some people won't but like it's there for those that want it and mm. when when you're looking at i don't think we, i don't know whether you've got the data in here but recently the it's looking like unreasonably high ps playstation uh, console sales compared to xbox like disgustingly so mm. like as in ps5 is just we covered it we covered it last week yeah it was like 11 percent growth yeah, uh, you know, to date in their yeah. life cycle, PS5 selling more than PS4 did. PS4 was exceptional. Xbox doing substantially worse. It's a rough time. Um, in the chat, German does jump in. Hey, German goes proprietary cables and plugs next. Well, PlayStation are known for their proprietary things. They did it with the uh, Vita specifically uh, around custom uh, memory, cards memory cards after the PSP got hacked to no end. So. Speaking of the of the hacking, like I do wonder whether they're, they're clearly using like an old Xperia sort of tablet for the portal. Like I do wonder if you pull it open, could you like put some local storage in there? Could you fuck with it? I'm gonna find out. Alrighty, next. Ah, <sighs> so we lost our Twitter integration this week. We talked about this last week as well. well X, yes, so uh, since then, X has reached out to PlayStation to improve its integration of the social networking following its like, removal earlier in the Please week. come back. Owner Elon Musk had previously said he'd personally look into the matter, and now a developer account has confirmed it's, quote, reached out uh, to Sony to explore new integrations with the PlayStation 5 and PS4, including live streaming. While nothing has been officially confirmed at this stage, a spokesperson for the company has encouraged fans to stay tuned. Yeah, I highly doubt that even if they get it back, it's going to be a thing. Mm. Now, granted, we're within our own little echo chamber here, right? But, like, do you know anyone that uploads directly from their console to a social media platform? No. No. Everyone that I know, myself included, like, we take screenshots or whatever... I, I, I pull it off the app. Yeah. And then I upload it to wherever I, wherever I want. You know, like I don't, I never do it direct. 
and I never I think I've done it once and that was like I think I remember doing it when Fallout 4 came out I tried it to sort of mess with it but I always found it inc- like dodgy I hate the keyboard on on the console I'd rather use my phone you know it's just it just a use case scenario yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's much much easier for me to fuck with it so I understand they built in an entire like button just for this purpose it'd be cute and if they're willing to drop like apart from the potential cost as we talked about with the um uh what was it called i want to say the sdk APIs licensing yeah yeah yeah. um that's just not worth like for the amount of people that use it's just not worth the cost uh in the chat uh germain says twitter doesn't even work for pc anymore that's odd I can't. I still can't post gifs. I try to post a gif, and sometimes it just doesn't let me do it. It's so frustrating. Uh, mute. I stream Discord on my PS4 and PS5, but do not know how why they can't chat on PS4. They able to chat on the PS4 Discord. Uh, there is a thing that Ma- like Max, you were so mad about the shitty Discord integration like X amount of years ago. I'm years still mad this year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an absolute shithole of a way to do it. Yeah, and as Jordan, the chat says, fucking GIFs. That's all I communicate. All I use is GIFs and voice memos. And uh, I can voice memo people in, in Twitter DMs. So I appreciate that. But the lack of GIFs is, is a problem because I need GIFs. I need GIFs. Next up, some, some patents, Max. Mm. Whenever Sony patents its ideas, the news tends to spread fast. The latest patent to make headlines, as spotted by Xputer, good name, actually sounds like something Sony could push ahead with. The documents reveal kind of a replay system, which would basically allow players to jump back to various points in a game's campaign and play through them again. The, pay, the pattern mentions the, necess, the, sorry, the necessity of, quote, trigger points, end quote. Markers at certain points in the game that, would be, that need to be manually flagged by developers. In other words, this replay feature uh, wouldn't, let, ju- wouldn't just let you rewind to any point at any time. but Sorry, would let you do... What? Yeah, sure. With that in mind, it sounds like this feature would probably have to be a spearheaded by the likes of PlayStation Studios. If it is pretty popular, maybe we'd see third-party devs pick up on it as well. So, my understanding of what this is, is essentially key moments in time within a game. It's essentially like having a save state, like they yeah. do in their old emulated games, but they wouldn't be chosen by us, the players. They would be chosen by the developer, where they were like... Um, uh, so my my guess the use case for this would be like if you're making let's plays and they do trigger points at a boss fight. Um, so German puts in the chat, aren't they just chapters? But if we were, you could essentially set up. Um, let's use, uh, let's use Devil May Cry for an example because that has chapters and levels. Let's say you wanted to do uh, repeat a boss fight, but it's at the back end of a chapter as opposed to the front end of the chapter. You could set up a trigger point for the boss fight. Therefore, you wouldn't have to play through the entire chapter just to play the one section of the chapter that you wanted to play. So another example that I think of is, we're talking about before with Control. So in Control, that towards the back end of the game, there is this really good sequence uh, with the... Ash- was it Ashtray? This big maze scenario, mm-hmm. right? That rules and it but the downside is unless you save scum like there is no way to just show someone that scenario like you would Mm. have to pull up a youtube video and someone would get a view 
of them running through where this way you could go oh let me just boot up control hit the trigger point that says take me to the the that maze section and then you can run it and show your friends there and there then and there i should say you know that is the way i think it would be done so it's a, a it allows for the replayability of very key and particular moments of a game mm. rather than like yeah as you mentioned if you have to go in and play eight hours to just pull one scenario yeah it's it's, it's an interesting decision it is essentially just chapters but i like that it can be tailored but that, i think it plays i think it plays more to save states than chapters per se yeah but it'll it, it's hard because if it has to be done in their back end and we can't set the trigger points it may defeat the purpose to a degree yeah it, it is one of those things where if they have to if they select what it is and if it's something that you don't give a poo about yeah then how does that help you like the idea is you want to um Like you want to show a scenario that they just that they, that they don't think is important, but to you it was. Mm. But I think it would be up utter chaos if they allowed to, you to select your own trigger points. Also, hmm. interesting. To save sets of four. Yeah. All right, let's talk some naughty dog. Oh man, we got so much naughty dog shit this week. We went from doing nothing to like a bunch. Mm. So Naughty Dog co-president and lead creative Neil Druckmann is being honoured with a prestigious Andrew Goon Legend Award, which will be presented oh, the by the Goon. New York Video Game. Mm. Which will be uh, presented by the New oh, York you, Video Game at the 13th annual New York Game Awards, airing on the 23rd of January 2024. The award, which recognises those individuals, quote, who have propelled the gaming world forward, celebrating their profound impact on an industry that continues to captivate and connect people worldwide, end quote. Um, this award has previously gone to uh, people like Hideo Kojima, Phil Spencer, Tim Schafer, Reggie, all the big hitters. So, oh, just to clarify, it is Yoon, Y-O-O-N, yeah, not Goon. I, as I, in, I did say Yoon. Yeah, I, 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 heard, I heard Goon because I, li- I like the idea of there being the Goon Legend Award. Because um, like, I think, because you know, Jared in the chat does ask, are we nominated? If if there was the goon, the goon awards, I think that we could be classified as goon the, legends. Goonies, maybe. But no, I don't think Neil Druckmann is being on for his ability to do a goon of fortune. No. Oh, what if, he, <laughs> what if he did though? Wouldn't that be rad? He's not Australian enough. <laughs> and <laughs> straight at all. <laughs> exactly. NYVGCC president Harold Goldberg extolled Druckmann's many achievements and said, "Quote." Neil Druckmann's story is an inspirational one of self-determinism. He worked from an internship to being co-president at Naughty Dog. His skill for creating titles that constantly redefine cinematic gameplay and human-centric storytelling deserves celebrating. His efforts to create characters representing diverse backgrounds and perspectives have enriched content in AAA games. His brilliant work has been lauded with multiple New York Game Awards over the years, and we are honored to recognize him as this year's Andrew Yoon Legend Award winner. Oh yeah, quite. Andy Yoon. Look, yeah. well, I, I I don't know the award until now, so I'm not gonna pretend I give a shit. But the Druck Man is most definitely like a dude. You know, yeah. That's okay. um, there you go. That's okay, cool. tag, tag tagline. Um, it's factually correct. 
Uh, Dr. Ackman is a dude. <laughs> Dr. Ackman is a dude. But yeah, in terms of his achievements, yeah, 100%. Like he's, he, you know, as he co-heads one of the biggest, most well-respected from a development standpoint, uh, <laughs> studio in uh, audience, you know, Medic- if you want to talk about like Rotten Tomatoes, audience score, not so high. Disagree. I think, I think uh, Naughty Dog is effing fantastic. Uh, but yeah, especially when you talk about the sort of that cross media, you know, with the recent Last of Us TV series uh, being massive and he able to head behind that. And if someone like Hideo Kojima can get this award for their batshit, you know, breed mix between, you know, transmediary sort of things, then yeah, Druckmann totally should should and is totally in there. Same as Schaefer, Reggie Fizeme is yeah, he's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but no, it is absolutely fantastic. I dig it a lot. It's 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 good. Once again, I'll be like, yeah, congratulations for getting an award I've never fucking heard of before. Um, cool. I too could win awards I've never heard of. You've never heard of, I should say. Actually, no, I'm, 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 we're never going to win an award. Are you shitting me? Uh, speaking of award winning, Max, what's your stance on a, a game that is no less than three years old getting remastered? Oh, it doesn't fucking bullshit. matter what you think, Max. Bullshit. <laughs> because it's coming anyway. After a, after a series of leaks, Sony has officially announced The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered is a thing. Uh, and it is launching on the 19th of January. It will feature graphical improvements, apparently, a brand new roguelike survival mode, which sounds very Max, and the ability to explore some cot content. But perhaps the most important piece of information is that if you own The Last of Us Part 2 on PS4, you'll be able to upgrade to the remaster for $10 dues. Probably like 25 15 but yeah, some bullshit number for Australian. That's not 10 bucks. What's it's more... It's the deluxe cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the deluxe upgrade. What's more, you can transfer your save data from, from the PS4 version. So according to yet more leaks, The Last of Us Part 2 uh, Remaster will launch in the year. We know that one. Uh, so there is a trailer that's out. It's it's happening. It's real. No mention of it's, PC. The, 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 I don't think the trailer is out, is it? No, it's totally it's, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was rumbles around it yesterday morning, and then a couple hours later, PlayStation were like, "Yeah, no, nah, it's true." Yeah. Um. So now, Max, I know you. Like, Max has a very tough history with The Last of Us Part Two. You want to share your last was part two story again? Yeah, I think this is. The, I think we've. I think we've all heard this. Story right, I'll, I'll, do you want me to cover or you happy to do it? Hey, so I'll give you the TLDR. We were lucky enough to be provided an early copy of The Last of Us Two. Shout out to PlayStation Australia. Ryan's like, we record after the embargo. Let's get it done. I'm like, okay. I sent my wife and child away for the day. I played the entire game from start to finish in a single 20-something hour sitting. And then Ryan didn't finish the game. Uh, bullshit, I didn't. <laughs> I finished it ahead of the embargo, but I didn't do it in a day. I, like, it was to the minute. Like, I finished it, like, an hour before we started recording. But didn't do. I didn't go as ham as you did. So, for me... The, I thought the game was tremendous. I certainly think there are points that are that you can you can nitpick about it, but from a visual standpoint, I thought it was fantastic. From a a story that pushes against what you would think 
would work in a video game is incredible. Um, it's sort of it's defo- what's, what's that word I'm looking for? Like it turns your expectations or whatever. Yeah, big win. Love that. Um, character work is very, very cool. Yeah, I got really mad at it. I got really sad at it. Game's brilliant. Max, because of his very compact experience, has slightly different experience. Slightly like different it, thoughts. It, it was fine. It should never. No game should be played in a single sitting. No, like that, that's on me. And also, that game that. was way longer than it should have been. Yeah, I thought it was gonna. Fi- it it fucking Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Me, I got up and went, "Oh, that was a yeah, great." Yeah, so was. Is this the going, ending? No, like, there's seven more more endings afterwards. Uh look, I. The game one game of the year in twenty twenty deservingly so twenty twenty hasn't even been three years. Yeah. Doesn't need a remake. There, it's remaster. Some of the just, it's remaster, sure. Some of the justification around this is oh, but what about all the people who who want to jump on board because they've watched the they've watched That's the exactly uh, the reason. Yeah, you could fucking buy it digitally for on PS4 and play it on your PS5. Even if you don't own a PS4, okay. you can still fucking play the game. You don't need to make it again. This, you so don't this, need to. Content. It doesn't need to be done this early. Naughty Dog is one of PlayStation's big tentpole studios, and these guys have only released three things since PS5, and they've all been fucking re-released older PlayStation games. That's true. Like, I get the new IP takes time, but stop re-releasing your greatest hits. You motherfuckers aren't retiring. You're not on your greatest hits tour. You're not time. John Farnham for fuck's sake. Max. Yeah. All right. So he, here is here is my. It is still playable in a really yes. great way. Okay. Here it is. Yes, you are correct. However, we as individuals that know and understand it, it, it makes sense to us. Like, like why we would pay the PS4 version? The average consumer, spoilers, dumb as fuck. So if they see, uh, they buy a PS5 and they go, oh, it's PS4 though, they won't buy it. But if they see it's PS5, they'll go, mm, yeah, I'll buy that. That's why it's worth no, like, it's, it's no, it. Okay. Max, I, it's not for us. No, I disagree. It's not for because you. If you've, got, if, you've got a, if you've got a digital only PS5 and you open the PlayStation Store, you can purchase Last of Us 2 with yeah. no problem. And they won't even know the difference. That's a bullshit argument. <laughs> I disagree. But it's the only, it's... it's and this, the thing, sorry, that, that's the reason. The reasoning is based off the TV series, it's trying to literally sell people at full price a game that's come out already. That's the answer. Is that wrong? No. Is it, like, is, you know, is it technically illegal? No. Is it like not the best decision to make? 100%. I wouldn't. I, it's shitty. It's a shitty ass decision. Am I going to play it again? Yeah, probably. I thought it was fantastic. But then again, I have to be very aware that, like, I, am I ready to be that painfully depressed? Because it will happen. Uh, yeah, because and, like, and that's the big thing. is The games came out three years ago. They can't really charge full price for it. The best they can get is, like, 20 bucks. Really. Right? They can't do that. This is their ability to tap an old market again. Now, I looked at those side-by-side screenshots, PS4 to PS5. Couldn't tell the fucking difference. It looked fantastic the first time. Looked fantastic the second time. The roguelite thing, yeah, that, that looks interesting. You love roguelites; no. that could be fun. It's not factual. Now, now, granted, as um, friend of the show Joel put in our chat earlier this morning when I complained, uh, Joel from Annie Gamer, mm-hmm. uh, they did this shit with The Last of Us originally. Came game came out in twenty thirteen, and the motherfuckers remastered it in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So. so- 
my follow-up point to all of this is they have nothing left to remaster so we so this this whole naughty dog remastering gimmick is done they can't do it there's nothing left for them to do is it because as far as we know the only other thing that they're working on is on ice so what are they doing uh what about that what about that potential uncharted sequel and I would imagine that, you know, their their whole team's not working on remastering their old games. Like, what are they doing? Mm. Yeah. That too. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they haven't, there's no excuse now. They can't be like, oh, well, we'll just re, you know, I, I imagine they had some sort of agreement they had to release X amount of games. I don't think that makes sense, really. Um, so if they go, oh, well, we, ha- we needed to release a game. Let's just do this. Done. Win. But I agree with you. It is kind of insane that their last three games on, well, and their only three games on this new generation are remasters and remakes. That and like they are allegedly the most prestigious studio. I would argue that that is that is Spider Man. It was the Uncharted the the Legacy Collection. In 2022, we got Last of Us Part One in 2022, and we're getting Last of Us Part Two in 2024. Like, yeah. Look, is it needed? No. Am I, yes. Am I going to buy it? Well, I'll ask for a code and then I'll play it and I'll enjoy it because it's fucking fantastic. But it's a tough one. And like, once again, if they've went, now that they've released, re-released Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy, I don't see them doing, like upscaling the Uncharted collection, like one, two, and three. No, no we're going we're to get fucking Jack and Daxter. No, they, yeah, there's no chance they're going to Jack and Daxter. That is like way, 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 way too long ago. Like that's not the game. They're, they are not the games that Naughty Dog cares about anymore. So no, I don't see that happening. But yeah, uh, would be slightly agree there. All right, next one. Oh, that's not me, isn't it? Yeah, it's you. Uh, Naughty Dog has announced that head of technology Christian Gearling is leaving after his seventeen-year career with the studio. Gilling began working at the studio as a programmer on Uncharted Drake's Fortune, eventually serving as studio vice president in 2020 and being appointed the head of technology earlier this year. Uh, Naughty Dog did a post on tw- on Twitter or X thanking Gilling for his nearly two decade long service, wishing him, quote, the best of luck on where his path leads next. Uh, Travis McIntosh will su- succeed him as Naughty Dog's new head of technology. Cool. Hmm. I uh, look. He's he's fed up with the remasters too. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't, like I'm head of technology. You know, you know what that that means? New technology, you fucks. I do not want to dick about on the PS4 anymore. Can I please go to something else? No. Look, every, everyone's the yeah, with the potential noose of factions not being something. Everyone's like, oh, is this uh, uh, like no? It's been 17 years. If I've done anything for 17 years, I'm gonna be like, can I do anything else? Is it suspicious? Potentially. But also unlikely. Yeah. Alright, Max Game Awards. Let's fucking get into it. So Jeff Keighley, over the last week, has announced all of the nominated games for this year's The Game Awards Ceremony, which will be taking place on Thursday, the 7th of December in the US of A. Across many different categories, the likes of Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2 appear the most both with an impressive eight nominations, including the overall game of the year. As for the games at PlayStation Studios, it's it's seven votes for Marvel Spider-Man 2, 
with Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Audio Design, Best Performance, Innovation in Accessibility, and Best Action Adventure Game Categories. Now, Max, you and I will talk primarily around the Game of the Year, mm-hmm. but we'll probably talk about the uh, the other categories at a later date. So the Game yeah. of the Year nominees are Album Lake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, pardon me, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. Ponder. So the big one's missing this year, Starfield. Didn't get a lock in. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So this is the, okay. okay. Final Fantasy 16, Rob. No. Final Fantasy 16 is um, interesting. Final, Final Fantasy 16 is going to get fucked on because that poor bastard's up against Baldur's Gate 3 for, for RPG of the Year. Yeah. It's it's interesting. <laughs> like, you're looking at this list. Now, granted, I've played all of them but two. I haven't played Wonder, but, you know, it's the Nintendo game and it's Mario. And they, look, they do consistently make of a good quality. So, and I, so I can't contest to that. It's, it's also a 2D Mario, so yeah. and they do tend to be um, better received than their 3D counterparts. True. And, legends of, like, anyway. and Tears of the Kingdom is allegedly really good. I disagree because I haven't played it, and the first one wasn't, and Breath of the Wild is also subpar. Alamite 2 haven't played enough of it, but it, from what I'm experiencing, it looks good, plays good, feels good. It subverts expectations in, and like it kind of, it's weird. It's beautifully weird. Very similar to Control, as I mentioned. Baldur's Gate 3 is an absolute given, and I think it's going to be the winner. No question. Mm. Marvel Spider-Man 2, I'm glad it made the list. Fantastic. Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, I think that's mostly nominated because of the love of Resident Evil 4. The remake is very good. It's still a very good game. Should it be in there? Yeah, well, that's that's a bigger question. Like, do remakes, remasters deserve to be in in the highlight when there's other brand new fucking games? Yeah, yeah. that is a big question. Uh, what's your stance on that? What do you what do you have to, what do you think? I mean, I would prefer remakes than remasters. Hit that list. Yeah, this is a remake technically, but, so that's okay. But, um, I also think it depends on how vastly different it is because I, I think we had this chat a couple of days ago, shortly after the the mm. list came out, uh, where I used the example of Final Fantasy VII, like that game, that remake is so vastly different yeah. to what the original game was. It is kind of its own new thing at this point, um, whereas for the most part resident evil 4 is essentially the same thing yeah you're kind of just you're just playing in a different perspective mm. yeah so it's, it's it's one of those things like you know so that's the, the development team that make it obviously deserve credit because they have made something it's not like they've just cut copied and pasted their, their way through it mm. they, they haven't you know copied someone's homework and changed the name but it's one of those things like, should we be celebrating new IPs more than what we are versus putting remakes in? Like, arguably, the game is great. Like, and there's no denying that. But, you know, 
does it deserve does it deserve to be in the game of the year list and not just cap out at the action adventure uh no- nomination or I, I can't remember where else it got nominated i think i think it was action adventure game mm. but yeah it's hard it's it's hard yeah, no, I, I agree with you in a lot of ways there. Remaster, not so much. Remake, yeah. Because as you, as you mentioned, like there are fundamental differences between Resident Evil 7, the original, Resident Evil 7 Remake, um, mm. that do, do, it's such an incredible step up and improvement. <sighs> uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to clean up. Oh, 100%. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. The interesting thing here, it is, and, and like, let's play fanboy for a moment. There is no Microsoft representation anywhere i think I don't forza think been, maybe i don't think yeah forces had a look at but i don't think there's been a xbox studio game of the year nomination in like seven ten years. years a long time and mm. i think everyone thought like starfield should have been the one but it isn't yeah why do you think max starfield did not make this list well i'm surprised that nintendo snuck in with two because normally you don't see two. Um, I honestly thought that Starfield was going to sit where Super Mario Bros. Wonder is. Mm. Um, that was my my original list was Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Spider Man. I had Final Fantasy. In I would have put FF in there too. I had Final Fantasy instead of Resi, and I had Starfield instead of Mario. I had Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. That was that was my six. Um, it's cool. Um, it's just, it, I mean, you look at the, pardon me, you look at the games that come out that have come out this year, um, and even like the back end of last year after the after the cutoff date, like Octopath Traveler Two was fantastic. That didn't even get nominated in any category. But this once again, like we've talked about this before, and Game like, Awards has intended in, like March. Yeah, Game Awards has this in, incredible problem of recency bias where mm. like if your game, like in the cutoff is what, November of the year before? If your game mm. came out in December, you're fucked. Your game could be the best fucking game ever and it will not matter because you will not be in consideration for the next year. If you, like once again, let's have a look at this, right? Baldur's Gate, so Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man, and Resident Evil 4, uh, sorry, try that again, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, all came out within a month of the cutoff date. Mm. Recency bias. They are all really good. That's very, very true. However, what about all the other, like, where's, like, Jedi Survivor was really cool. It's fallen I mean, away, got a lot of love. I mean, I mean, at least that got nominated. It's in some categories. Oh, is it really? That's good. I believe so. I think, actually, yeah, I say that, I think it did. Um, let me have a look. What other games have I played this year? I'm going to the list. Uh, why, like, Hogwarts Legacy, I understand why it wasn't in there, mostly because of the hoop, the hooping and a hollering about the game, but it's objective. Like, if you take away all the crying about it, it's pretty good. Would you would you put it in the game of the year? I stacked against what's in there. No, I feel that. But I again, I also don't think it got a look in at all. Yeah. No, of course it did. No way. Like not just in the game of the year it didn't get anything. No, there is no way you truly think 
that that would have gone in there when a vast majority of the nominations are done by games journos and who are the ones bitching and whinging about hogwarts legacy mm. uh, games journos no chance no chance at all even they all even though they all they allegedly boycotted it but they all played it let us know what you think what games should have been nominated or do you think, or do you think what games will win let us well, know well there you go starfield got one nomination oh yeah for best rpg so it's against the likes of Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. Final Fantasy 16, Sea of Stars, and Lies of P. Well, because, yeah, I'm glad Sea of Stars got in there. And also, in terms of the indie... Yeah, German says Dredge. Yeah, why is Dredge not in there? Dredge fucking ruled. Um, I think Dredge is in there. Oh, best, indie de- best indie game and best debut indie game. Yeah, good, 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 good. I know, I know I sound dumb as shit being like, is that in there? Is that in there? Because I don't really care that much. Like, the Game Awards, to me, don't have the, sp- the prestige they should. Like, I care about it on the day when I'm watching it. And I'll go, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, sure, why not? That's about it. Mm. All right, quick biddies, Max. Wait, is quick this you or me? Yeah, it's me. Yay! Ooh, quick biddies. All right. You can get six months of Apple Music for free with your PlayStation 5. Ooh. Apparently, there's a way to do it. I don't know. Um, I put this in the quick bits because there wasn't a ton of information about it, but Embracer Group has uh, let go of 900 employees during this quarter. For, for, for some perspective, that's 5% of their total staff. Yeah, so things aren't going well in the Embracer Group. Mm. Yeah, it's what happens when you buy a bunch of shit and don't do anything with it. Yeah. Mm. Sega has stated that they're interested in adapting Persona and Like a Dragon into movies. Ooh. Uh, the Persona anime series is a pretty good. Um, uh, like a Dragon had a, there was a Probably. themed AEW match as of last week. So that was, yeah. mm, sure, why not? Uh, as we alluded to earlier, rumor has it Dragon's Dogma 2 has a March of 2024 release date due to a leak. Okay. And Fortnite fans aren't happy that their cosmetics are now age-gated. What do you mean? So, regardless, uh, so if you've purchased a bunch of skins... And Epic have decided that some of those skins are for mature audiences only. You can't use them, even though you own them. They are blocked out. Like what? <laughs> like John Wick with his ball sack out? Like what? What are the? They're all kid friendly. What? <laughs> uh, apparently, like, they're does, not. Does, does Goku come out, come out of his bum hole or something? Like, why? How are they deemed adult? I don't. I don't know. All I know is that people are super pissed. Let's have a. I'll quickly Google. Let's let's have a look. Right, well, while Max does a Google, I'll pull up. I'll let know what games that are coming out this week. November twentieth, you get In Stars and Time. PS five, PS four. Nothing good. Game I just yawned. Uh, November twenty one, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, Lord of Nothing. PS four. November twenty one, Wordless. PS five, PS four. November 22, Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection, PS5, PS4. November 22, uh, also, R.E. Cherish, Red Cherish, whatever. PS4, November 22, Cetrus, uh, 23rd, Alina of the Arena, ooh. PS5, and the 24th, Truck and Logistics Simulator, because you're a giant fucking dork. Alright, so, 7% of all skins are age-restricted. Okay. 
So it is basically um, there appear to be two main categories of restriction based on two specific elements. Okay. The first is guns or gun-related elements. Everyone a, has guns. If a skin has something like a pistol in a holster attached to it, or even grenades or ammo clips in a belt, then it is age-restricted. The entire much like game the, has guns! Much like the most the, the more recent Lara Croft skin, because she has a pistol on her head. She's she got big, them big yeah. monkey titties, yeah, it probably gets... Age-gated. Uh, many have pointed out the extreme irony of this, given that Fortnite is a team-rated rate, game built on the idea of killing each other with dozens and dozens of different guns yes! in a battle on the map. But Epic wants to carve out some more, some sort of gun-free version of creative that means you cannot use your paid-for skins there if there's even a pistol on their hip. Oh Epic has even God. gone so far as to change the loading screens and even the icons for, for the game to feature characters that are no longer holding guns. Hmm... Uh, the second category oh. is more nebulous, which uh, they would describe mainly as, quote, scary things. This is a class of skins and cosmetics that are not armed, but simply deemed too intense for under 10 audiences. This is a wide range of things, including a weird-looking monkey robot, back bling, the spray of Midas, the main game character looking too scary, a skin that looks similar to Venom. Um... Yeah. This is the dumbest dumb. shit I have ever uh, heard. Now, I under, like once again, it's a teen game. Why are you pandering to kids that are younger than the age at which you deemed appropriate for them to play your game? I understand that many kids do play the game, but that's their parents' fucking problem. My child is seven. He wants to play Fortnite, and I don't let him. You want to know why? Because I'm a good fucking parent. <laughs> uh, the move has been criticized as deeply out of touch with its community who yes. is pushing back against the Robloxification of Fortnite. Once again, this seems like a move by Tim Sweeney to further his metaverse ambitions by making large chunks of Fortnite creative friendly to, quote, all ages, which means no guns and no scary faces. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my god. And do you know how you get around this? You just set your age older. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Oh, here you go. There's a fucking complete list of age-restricted skins. Oh, how long's the list? Uh, I'll, I'll pick out the big ones. Okay, so... Leon's out. Claire's out. Lara's out. Harley Quinn out. Demogorgon out. Doctor Doom out. Black Widow out. Visitor out. Predator out. Deadpool out. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Uh, because Deadpool has swords? Oh, yeah, he has hips, guns on his uh, hips, doesn't he? Whatever. Fucking ad block. Uh, Meowsel's out, because fucking swole cat's too, too hot girl. <laughs> Everyone's getting weird boners, so they have to take it out. Xenomorph, out. Yellow Jacket, out. Just a yeah. scary, I guess. Classic. That is some of the, some of their own skins around too. Some of their <laughs> so dumb. That is so dumb. So uh, dumb. Mute. I think Doctor Doom's out because of his scary look, not because he has weapons displayed. Same with like the Demogorgon. Yeah, the Demogorgon is known for its sick fucking like AK. Like it comes out, it goes ah, and then just the, one of those big automatic shotguns. Um, just. 
Agent Peely, the big banana, is out. <laughs> Not getting done. Uh, that's the funniest shit ever. It's absolutely stupid. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week's episode of the, of the show. Uh, we appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to our bullshit. It's because he's naked under the arm mute. Who is me? I'm oh, in the chat goes, he's not scary, he's a dude with an armor and a cape. Yeah, it's because he's got his dick out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Kratos is removed because you could see his, you know, you could see his bollocks through his little kilt thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, that's, uh, oh my God, that is so fucking dumb. It's great. It's so good. That's <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen. But as we were saying, thank you everyone for joining in this week. We appreciate you checking us out, listening to our bullshit. It's always a bluff. Um, as, as we say, uh, you know, time is the most precious thing we have in this world, and yet you chose to spend it with us. Um, it's a judgment call on you, I suppose, but thank you regardless. Max, let's not take too much more of the time. Let's send them home. Uh, you know the drill, everybody. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and X. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, <clears throat> go over to twitch.tv slash week Watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, wearing my shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. And I'll be enjoying my age-appropriate skins on Fortnite. Mmm. Mm. Max Cooper. And that <laughs> was for the players. Does that mean that now that they're age restricted, are we going to get like some really inappropriate adult ones now? Can I just run around as like a giant weenus? You haven't heard of the collaboration with American Pie? <laughs> they're bringing it back, baby. Oh man, God, because that movie has not aged well at all. It's um, it's their new game mode, The Naked Mile. <laughs> oh. I love the, how you reference that. Not even the main ones, like the fucking Beam movies. The American Pie Presents. Oh, well done. Yeah.